0: Welcome to Doing Time with Joe, I'm your host, Joe Baker, back again with my special guest co-host, Michael, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about how prison affects the employees, the people that work here, y'all. I think this is going to be a good episode, but before we get started, like I always do, I want to ask Michael, does he have anything that he wants to say before we kick this off?
1: Good afternoon, thank you for having me again. Uh, uh, This is an interesting topic, because you know, uh, it does affect uh, people when they leave from here, because... No, people, people that work here. People that work here. Yeah. yeah it, it. You got to think about it because the word uh, prisonized doesn't just affect people that are incarcerated. Yeah. It affects yeah. those who come in here too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you feel mm-hmm. that way because I really want to get into this because most of the time people are talking about how prison affects the people in it, the people that live here, right? I've rarely, I don't think I've ever heard anybody talk about, you know, in this particular uh, way, talk about how prison affects the people that work here. Daily, they have to deal with the training that they receive to uh, come in here to work that tells them to do what? See us different. How do they see us different? They see us different because they say to them in training, and I know this because I've been around a long time and I've talked to several people that have worked in the system for years and they say that They trained them to not trust us. They trained them not to listen to anything that we say. They say, if we're opening our mouth, we're usually lying. They trained them in ways to treat us in a way that is dehumanizing. Now, think about that now. You take a person that, raised by their family, however they were raised in their household, I'm pretty sure that nobody was raised, these people that work here, they were not initially raised to be cruel to people. Now, I'm, I'm sure that some people that might listen to this might take exception to me using the word "crew" when I talk about the training, but look, I'm on the other end of that and I say that's cruel. So I've always wondered how it affects them. So the other day, just in passing, um, I really didn't let them know what I was doing, but I asked, I said, how long have you been working here? And this particular person said, X amount of years. I'm not gonna give you any information that would potentially expose who I'm talking about but they didn't even know that I was asking these questions for a specific reason and I said uh, during all of that time has it changed the way you see the world and they were like yes and I'm like how and they said they see the world more cold they're not as trusting as they were before they started working here uh, they don't trust people outside of prison the same way that they see us they start to, they, they said they see their you know, people in their families like this, people in society like that. And it got me to really thinking about, you know, how did that happen and where did that come from? That training, that training that they received to treat us a certain way, that they say needs to be done to run a prison, it bleeds over into their personal life. I don't see how it could, you know what I mean? What do you think about that, Mark?
1: Well, the the, the training in itself creates a caste system within society. So we are, Like you said, dehumanizing people. Uh, People know that they committed a crime. They don't have to be reminded of it every day by by not being trusted. But don't get me wrong. They do have to have that because there are people that will will manipulate uh, and and do certain things that they're being trained for. But you have to be, as a human being, know how to discern the difference in
0: those people. It's a difference in people being told, look, watch out for some of the people in there, all of the people in there, because they might try to manipulate you m- manipulate you, because they want their freedom, they want the niceties of life, and they're going to be restricted from having it, so watch out for them. That's one thing. But it's another thing to say, okay, if we get into a situation, you treat this person like this. You feel what I'm saying? Like, when they get into a situation where we might be a little rowdy, Right? And they have to take us down. I am almost certain that there is no law that allows um, people that work in prison to beat the hell out of somebody in prison. I just I I can't believe that they train them to do that. They they train them to subdue us, right? Once they have us, you know what I'm saying, put in, you know, once they have control of the situation, the beating is supposed to stop,
1: right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, but we all know that that does not happen.
1: Uh, they're
0: not gonna let that happen. No. They're gonna keep going. No. And then the other ways that they dehumanize us, I I I understand why they gotta have strip searches. I get that. You don't want people mm-hmm. smuggling in things into the prison that could cause harm to the population or the people that work here, right? But then they go overboard and they say, Okay, squad call. And then they want you to spread your cheeks so they can actually look up in your rectum. And you got I'm some, sure they don't train them to you, do you it.
1: You got something worse that you can take a flashlight, you know, disorder. And put it all up in there. Yeah, so
0: it's it's yeah. So that that, I don't think they train them in doing that, but that becomes the way that everybody does it because that particular person will train the person coming behind him or them to do the same thing. And that has to have an effect on the mind. And then also, when you watch somebody in prison getting stabbed, most people can go through their whole lives and never see anybody get killed, right? Yeah. Never see anybody getting hurt in that way, right? But in prison, the
1: chances of you seeing that are increased. But isn't this what the person signed up for, though? If you come to work in a prison? It's, yeah. It's got to be a violent Yeah, but,
0: but, but exactly, exactly. But because they signed up for it, doesn't mean they won't be affected by it. You oh, feel no, what I'm yeah, saying? No, yeah, yeah. Now, now, what I want to get to, I want to pivot just a little bit when I talk about, you know, how they are affected by watching the way we treat each other, Right. Do we have a responsibility in the way we should act in regards to how it might affect the people that work here?
1: For me, I say that uh, we should act accordingly, period, regardless if it's for the people that work here or for our, our to, to better ourselves. We, we shouldn't be acting like animals. Because, like, for me, if I, I need to be treated Accordingly, When I say accordingly, by the way that I act, if I am around here doing dumb stuff, then treat me like that. But if I'm following the rules, doing what I'm supposed to do, I'll say, like I said before, I work outside the fence. I could come in every day without being strip searched, and They'd never have to worry about anything coming in with it, but it's part of it because you got people that'll bring stuff in. So, but I'm not yeah. the one, I'm not the one that's going to do that. So I'm acting accordingly. So, uh, we should be able to be trusted that's the whole thing about trustee you know we should be trusted to go out and come back and not smuggle but we don't have that so I don't think that we can expect everybody to or even the majority of the people to to act accordingly to uh, think about the next person because people still have that mindset that they're not thinking about the next person but
0: don't you think that should be part of the uh, mindset of, of somebody that's trying to change thinking about their fellow man
1: Almost definitely, for a person that's changing, for the person that that wants to do right, yes, you absolutely have to think about the next man because the the Bible tells us we have to have love amongst ourselves. So, if I treat you in a in a a disrespectful manner or or any other kind of way contrary to what I'm practicing, then I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So, I wonder
0: where does that mindset come from? Where when we come into prison, we think that we're supposed to act a certain way towards People that work here because they work here. What where do you think that comes from?
1: It comes from the old, you know, from the old days. You know, that's, that was them versus us. You know, it was always yeah. it was always that. It was always that mentality. Yeah. We have to stick together, and they think the same thing too. They stick now, the uh, same As far thing as the too. officers, they yeah. have to stick together. You know, uh, yeah. uh, right I, or wrong, they're riding together.
0: Yeah, I, right, right or wrong. I think that's one of the main sticking points when it comes to, in my opinion, true and lasting, effective form. Yes. I do. That wall that has us going us versus them, it's it, it's in the way of you know me possibly listening to and taking to heart what somebody that's working here says to me. You know what I'm saying? They could be telling me the God's honest truth and something that can better my life. But because they are on the other side, uh, I'm less likely to listen to what they're saying. Unless I develop some type of rapport with them. You know what I mean? And I think that's something that we need to work on. I think that uh, when you see people that work in an institution uh, suffering the same way that you're suffering, I don't understand how is it that we don't uh, respond to that in a humane way. You know, it's always, you know, we think about mostly, like I said at the beginning of this episode, we mostly think about how the person that's incarcerated is treated and how it affects them. And we don't think about how it affects the people that actually work in these places. Don't get it twisted. I'm not making excuses for people that work here. Because some of the things that they do, uh, I mean, (laughs) it's just flat out wrong. You know what I mean? It's just flat out wrong. Uh, And they should be held accountable for that. But I just, it's hard for me to understand how, you know, a person that is being, subjected to the type of things that they're subjected to on a daily basis When think about this now like if you're in prison and you're not the ones that's involved in all the, the wildness, but you're an observer of it right yeah you're an observer you see that you're not in the games you're not doing this, but you see all of this stuff going on and it's driving you crazy because you have nowhere to go now for eight hours they're stuck here too right and they see this even though they can leave and come home go home and come back they're, for eight hours they're stuck here to see all of the madness, to hear all of the manipulation and as an observer of this it's hard for me to understand why I can't look at them and be like man I get it I see why you act like that because what that does what what happens with people uh, you know that, that see things like that and experience things like that that makes these employees in my opinion become jaded Oh, yeah, it does. And they become numb. And that leads, in my opinion, to a bad employee. That's what I wanted to get to with this episode. That leads to a bad employee. That leads to somebody that doesn't care about the humanity of another individual. They probably didn't start out like that, but they become that. And that leads to a worse outcome for the people in prison. And what do you say about that?
1: I totally agree because you, you, when you see new officers, new staff or whatever coming in, they may come in gun ho and wanting to help us. And one person has wronged them and their whole outlook changes. Their right. whole outlook changes on right. the whole thing. Right. So I, I, can, I can definitely see the actions of the incarcerated affecting the actions of the staff right. to, to make them want to change right. the way that they are. Right, right.
0: That's real stuff, man. That's real stuff. I just wanted to touch on that, man, because that's not something that we normally would, you know, talk about on the podcast. And it's not something that I normally hear being discussed out there. You know, how, you know, this particular career, this particular profession, you know what I'm saying, how it affects the people, you know what I'm saying, that work here. I just wanted to touch on that real quick, man. Just give y'all something out there to think about, you know, when you talk about your loved ones in prison and what they're going through. Think about the people that work in these places too now. Don't get it twisted. They should be held accountable for all the nonsense that they might get involved with, you know, from, from time to time. But think about that. You know, think about what they go through and what they take home with them every day. The sacrifices that they're making, you know what I'm saying, to try to make the world a better place for all of us. Think about that. You know what I mean? Don't get it twisted now. Don't get it twisted. They still need to help be held accountable when they do stupid stuff. But I think that we need to look at them in a different way because they are experiencing, for the most part, the same thing that we are experiencing in here just by working here. You know what I mean? Got anything else you want to say about that, Michael, before we close this out?
1: Be kind to each other. Be kind to each other. All the way around. That's the best
0: best thing right there. I'm going to end it with that. This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, the Crime Critic. Peace, y'all.